The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big thanks to our title sponsor, Big O Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires. Save up to $150 off Big O brand tires with your Big O credit card now through May 31st. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We're here live today at Premier Wave Therapy. Drop on by and see us 2505 East 3300 South. We have some food. We have jazz gear. Looks like we've got some hats, some shirts. And uh, find out uh, what they can do for you. Give them a call, 385-360-WAVE. We're going to talk to our friend uh, Sam Amick coming up here momentarily. We'll get his thoughts on uh, certainly on the Jazz uh, going into the going into the playoffs. Yes, indeed. Uh, it'll be. It's always interesting hearing Sam's perspective. Always enjoy it. He's one of our favorite guests. Uh, his latest is uh, is really interesting. He uh, he paired with Josh Robbins to uh, basically all the playoff series that are set. So the Jazz not included in this, but uh, the other playoff series they talked to a scout. They talked to a coach, and they talked to an executive and got their, um, basically, opinions on the series uh, anonymously so you can, you know, get the get the straight dirt, so to speak. So he and, skipped uh, over the Jazz because the Jazz don't have their opponent yet. Yeah, because I think if you talk to a scout uh, and said, do you think the Jazz are going to beat nobody? <laughs> How about the Jazz are going to beat the Warriors or the, uh, or the Grizzlies? Well, anyway, not included. You can okay. ask Sam that if you want. <laughs> Sam, how come you left that out? <laughs> you want I was to go a bit undetermined, right? <laughs> but it, it really is. It really is pretty fascinating to look through it. Um, you know, the the opinions on the series don't necessarily all match up. Okay. Uh, for example, like uh, the the scout, the coach, and the executives pick on the Knicks Hawks, right? Scouts pick Hawks in six. Coaches pick Knicks in six. Executives pick. Nixon seven. Huh, how do you like that? It's an inexact science, this old guessing thing. You know, I was I was reading some predictions on the game last night. I couldn't believe how many pe- people who are supposedly basketball experts were picking the Warriors. I'm I'm a little surprised by that too. And yet they did, and uh, they were almost right. Well, I mean, in a one-off game, that's the thing. Yeah. And it, it, it's tough to to really hold anybody's feet to the fire on a one-off game. So but let me ask you this: Do you think if that game had been played in San Francisco, the outcome might have been different? I don't know. Hard to say. It is hard to say. There was some noise. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's how... more than just that. It's more than the crowd. Well, it's, it's the, comfort and not having to travel and all everything. that stuff. You know, as far as the way the basket looks and what's behind it, and that can affect that can affect shooters. Is there a series outside of uh, 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 the Jazz series that you are particularly interested in in the East or in the West? Not really. I mean, I I, I think the West features all kinds of interesting matchups. I think they're all going to be good, and I think it's going to continue that way. I mean, are you not interested to see the Lakers and the Suns play? I mean, no, I think it'll be a good series. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then the Clippers did everything they could to play Dallas, right? Uh, yeah. So wait a minute. Be careful what you wish for sometimes. 
doesn't work out exactly the way you might think. And I, you know, I, Portland, I mean, do you think the Blazers are any kind of threat against the Nuggets? Yes, I think Portland's going to beat the Nuggets, in fact. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I was fishing uh, for, for one specific. I think to get the Bucks in the heat in the Eastern Conference in the first round, I think that's a, oh, that's, that's, a yeah. pretty, that's a pretty dynamite matchup for yeah. a first-round series. Obviously, the Bucks are favored, but when we talked to Gordy Chase, uh, he flat-out picked the heat. Yeah. Uh, let's get to it, shall we? Uh, Austin, let's get to the Open. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Sam, happy Thursday. How are you? Happy Thursday, guys. Good to be with you. I'm, I'm hanging in there. You know, we're getting a little busier this time of year, as you can imagine. <laughs> Yes, that, which is a good thing, of course. And uh, Gordon and I were just sure. talking uh, about your latest uh, at the Athletic. Uh, you had a, you talked to an anonymous scout, anonymous coach, and an ex- anonymous executive uh, about uh, the the different series. And I guess my question would be: Are you surprised that their opinions differed as much as they did? No, um, I was actually just talking off the air to Austin about this a little bit. I mean, I've I've done variations of this kind of story you know quite a few times before and it's funny because on the one hand I I have two reactions for one like appreciation that they're willing to help because obviously you know it goes without saying nobody's getting paid here nobody's under any obligation so it's kind of like a an appreciation there but also kind of reminds you that even though these guys um, do this every day all day and they are the experts that that everything is subjective, you know, like you hear opinions that, that you uh, disagree with and you hear opinions that surprise you and they're, they're rooted in information. And, and again, people who are living and breathing this stuff, but it just kind of reminds you that, that, uh, you know, everything is to, to some degree subjective. Actually, one guy is getting paid. The guy who's putting it all together, Sam, right? <laughs> Hopefully that's the goal. I've got to ask you what you thought of that game last night between the Lakers and the Warriors. I loved it. Um, I just saw the ratings came out. I'm not, I'm not a TV ratings guy, but you don't have to be good at the, those numbers to, you know, have your, your eyes kind of jump out of your head a little bit. Um, I, think, I think they said it was the best NBA game since the 2019 West Finals, I think I saw. And wow. So uh, it's certainly – Funny um, to me that the king and the the guy who is you know the the closest thing to the you know if you had to pick one player who is the, the face of the NBA it's LeBron and he's the one who would come out and say whoever came up with the plan tournament should be fired and lo and behold everybody's uh, pockets are getting filled by this thing that he conceivably didn't like but my goodness did it end up looking to be a very smart move now. You know, the, the the rub next year that I think they'll probably revisit is the question of, you know, it is obviously going to survive in some form. I do wonder if they find a way to potentially protect the seven seeds a little bit more. Um, I've heard some discussion about, you know, the idea that if you're above 500, if you're however, you know, maybe you pick an arbitrary number, 
if you're two games ahead in the seventh spot, then you're, you know, maybe there's a threshold where you're not part of the play-in situation and you know you don't get pulled into this chaos. But the, the backside of that, of course, or the, you know the, the other factor is that the chaos itself is what people wanted to tune into. And boy, was it fun. So, I mean, I, I've really missed uh, watching LeBron and Steph go at it. And those guys are just incredible ball players that people got to make sure they appreciate because they're going to be gone at some point. Sam Amick is with us uh, from The Athletic here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Sam, let's uh, assume for a moment that uh, Golden State wins on Friday. What do you think about uh, a Warriors-Jazz first-round matchup? It would be dynamic. I'm not ready to assume it, to be honest with you. I hear you. We can definitely go down that road with that assumption. But Memphis is good. And and when the Warriors got them a couple games ago, I don't know if you guys watched that game, but it's like, man, if Dylan Brooks didn't foul out in that game, then who knows? Because he was giving Steph Curry the business defensively, and, and he's a handful. So if the Warriors do pull it out, I think the Jazz would have their hands full. And... It's not something I think I would have said three weeks ago or a month ago. They've really turned it on at the end of the year, and it's had this butterfly effect where Steph has been so special that it then seems to have compelled Draymond to, you know, kind of exact or, or I guess, uh, you know, engage his superpowers and really be all in in a way that maybe he wasn't early this season. And then they have a bunch of shooters it's kind of a light version of the Jazz, where it's the Jordan Pools and the Watson Scott Andersons and the Ken Bazemores and these players that, you know, you guys saw the game last night. Steph wasn't even scoring early on, and the Warriors were up 10, 12, 13 points. So, you know, I, I, I think out of respect and, like, in terms of body of work, I would certainly pick the Jazz, but, you know, I think they would need to be careful. You know, I, I couldn't help but keep thinking about what if this team had Clay Thompson right now? You know, oh, yeah. They wouldn't be in the uh, yeah. play-in scenario. <laughs> I mean. Well, yeah. and that's it, though. They're setting the stage for that, which is where if you spin it toward next season, you kind of go, okay, I guess they're, they're going to be back in the mix and they're going to be among the elite for sure. We got word uh, today that uh, Donovan Mitchell practiced with the team and it looks like he's a go for game one on Sunday against whomever. Uh, obviously, uh, you've got to have your star players in order to play your best, but uh, do you think it's going to take him a while? or is I don't know what the norm is, Sam. I, I mean, do these guys just show up and they're ready to go? I, I mean, I don't think so. Uh, that's where I would be worried, uh, you know, and I should know the answer to this. I hate admitting that I don't. What's what's the the feeling on, on Mike Conley and, and the, on the health front? Oh, he's he's good to go. He uh, played uh, the last good. two okay. games of the year, and it seemed to be fun. Last two, all yeah. right. And and, and so, you know, I mean, that's where like what was interesting about that, Sam, mm-hmm. is that Mike made an immediate difference. I mean, you could. Yeah. It, it, I mean, he didn't. He wasn't that particular. What did he shoot the first game, Jake? I think he was two of seven from the floor, but. The second game, he had nine assists, and it's just everything ran smoother, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, LeBron's a good example, and, you know, it's probably flattering to, you know, that I have no problem. Like, I mean, Donovan is the Jazz's version of LeBron. Um, and so LeBron comes back from the ankle injury, and 
yes, he ends up being the hero with his shot. Yes, he gets the triple-double. But for most of the game, did not appear to be himself, which is a hell of a compliment because he was pretty darn good. But it, it seemed like a guy who was still fighting and still struggling, and they even had a, a fairly regimented minutes plan where they were trying to control his time. And that's the stuff that would make me nervous for the Jazz, is that you know Donovan getting comfortable, you know, you're going to be kind of sitting there going, okay, take your time. Uh, just kidding. Don't take your time. Like, we need you now, you know, because Steph and company can, can put you in a double-digit hole in the blink of an eye. So I think it could be – I mean, we're, we're going to have potentially really interesting first-round matchups in the West. You know, the Lakers-Phoenix one is, is, is crazy on its own. I mean, you got Chris Paul with his kind of tortured postseason history – coming in, you know, with the top seed, you know, one of the top seeds, and LeBron obviously looking like the favorite to knock his buddy out early. So that's not normal. That's where Utah and Phoenix are uh, looking, fair or not, you know, looking somewhat vulnerable, um, even though they're at the top of the standings. Uh, uh, Staying in the Western Conference, what do you think is the most evenly matched uh, playoff series? Um... Clippers, Mavs, and Nuggets, Blazers is pretty close. I mean, I, for the sake of picking one, I guess I would say Nuggets, Blazers. I, and, and a little bit of recency bias, I did an interview with Damian Lillard that came out today and talked to him quite a bit about the Nuggets. And, like, you know, I, I when I brought up the series to Damian, I had highlighted very quickly that they obviously have no Jamal Murray, Will Barton's got a hamstring problem. Monte Morris has been out until recently. And, you know, when I should have known better, when I kind of framed it that way with him, of course, he was like, no, we're not paying attention to any of that. And he had a line about how, a, you know, a wounded animal is the most dangerous kind of animal. And so I think, you know, his point was you have the MVP, which he gave his opinion that he thinks Jokic is the MVP. And you have a team that has fought pretty well, even when they were missing guys as far as the Nuggets go. And then the Blazers are this Jekyll and Hyde team that while they've won 10 out of 12 coming in, they still have major questions defensively. And so I think that series is fairly evenly matched. I would be surprised if it doesn't go six or seven games. And, uh, you know, I had the, my prediction was Denver coming out of it by a hair, but but it wouldn't shock me to see it go the other way. Jake is pretty high on the Clippers, Sam, but we've had some guests on who just do not believe in the Clippers because I guess because of what's happened in the past and the mental side of it and whatnot. What do you what do you make of that team? Yeah, I don't know what to think just yet um, because first of all, if you ask me to pick a team where you know the lack of access and not being in the locker room has been, you know, the most damaging it would be the Clippers because I don't know them. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not around them. Now, the reason people don't believe in them is you got, you know, Paul George with his major, major playoff struggles last year. And you got Kawhi, who even though he's tremendous, first of all, I want to, I'm actually doing a piece kind of looking at a bunch of stars in their playoff history that will probably be out tomorrow. And it's like, you know, we, we kind of let Kawhi off the hook. He was just as bad 
when it mattered most uh, against um, the, um, gosh, why am I forgetting, the Nuggets last year as anybody. And Ty Lue is the guy that I believe in with the Nuggets. I'm sorry, with the Clippers. Uh, sorry, guys, the puppy is causing issues in my household here. <laughs> Go with the puppy again. Look um, <laughs> the dang puppy is killing me. Um, so I don't trust them fully, but talent matters a lot. And I do think I have a hard time thinking that they haven't evolved as a group given what they went through, you know, last year in the bubble. Uh, the Jazz have some some uh, candidates for awards. Sam, want to get your your thoughts on uh, if uh, you would vote for them, I, or or your thoughts on their candidacy? I suppose Quinn Snyder for Coach of the Year, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles uh, candidate for Sixth Man of the Year, and Rudy Gobert for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, how many do you think get it? I don't know. I mean, Sixth Man to me is an interesting one. Uh, I had a hard time making up my mind there, and I feel like it's more of an inexact science than any other award, arguably. So, you know, I ended up going Jordan 1 and Joe 2, so it was a jazz-heavy ballot. Um, but they, that, that was a tough pick. Joe is significantly more efficient um, than Jordan, but I just feel like when you talk about explosiveness and, like, you know, those 30-plus point nights at the office that – that really mattered for the Jazz, especially at different times when they didn't have their big guns, that Jordan, you know, carried that load in a, in a star caliber kind of way quite a bit. So he kind of, you know, he got the edge for me there. Um, you know, I had Rudy as defensive player of the year. Um, I definitely think he'll win that award. I'd be stunned if he doesn't. And, you know, I mean, I've had spirited debates on my podcast with, colleagues about Ben Simmons and the, the you know kind of the, the debate about wing defenders versus bigs and I get all that but I'd be really shocked if Rudy didn't win it uh, and Jake am I leaving anybody out there that you uh, mentioned? I mean Donovan you... was oh sorry Sam go ahead yeah I just I don't I think I don't know I think Donovan's gonna have a hard time getting on one of the all NBA teams which is probably not fair but uh, in this league Today, I just you know it's it's a uh, I mean three teams and, and six guards is pretty tight company. So I'm curious to see you know how he comes out on that front too. Sam, I'll bring this up with you because I know you're a deep thinker and beyond just the X's and O's and and uh, whatnot with the games themselves. But I don't know if you had a chance to see the video of the Utah Jazz players presenting scholarship awards. Yeah. Um, I wrote a column about it today uh, that's posted at sltrib.com. I, I, I don't think I'm easily impressed, but I'm telling you, that, that, that uh, it got dusty in the room for me a little bit to watch that <laughs> and to watch the way those players, they cared. I mean, there was a perspective with those players as they were giving these out. A pretty cool thing to see if you saw it. It was, and I actually I haven't talked to the Jazz about it. I would love to. I'm a sucker for the backstory, so I would love to know kind of. And actually, I mean, to be honest, I should call our guy Tony Jones, who obviously covers the Jazz so well for the Athletic. I think that'd be a fun story. Is is uh, you know whose idea was it and how did it come about? Uh, it obviously went viral, and in today's day and age, I mean, you're right, Gordon. I'm you know I do 
um, I am analytical that way, and, and I'm a sap too, where it gets dusty for me at different times when I see positive things. And to have that kind of a positive moment, or so many of those moments become go viral, is so cool because the sad part about social media and the internet more often than not is that it's the negative stuff that goes viral. So it's not easy to go viral in that fashion. And sure enough, I had already seen it on my, you know, my everyday NBA Twitter feed. And then this morning I walked into my in-laws house to drop my sons off. Uh, They do their schooling at the in-laws house for now. And I walk into their family room and I see the, jazz clip on good morning america on the television and it's getting you know major play nationally from michael strahan and that crew and i thought that was pretty neat that's like a that's a uh, a media space that's pretty tough to permeate and, and obviously it made its way there so i think what made it too is you already hit on this is like the the genuine nature of the reactions on both sides you didn't have these you know these pro athletes that so often the fans might presume that they're, you know, their heads are so big all the time and they don't care about anybody else. And it's like, man, you just had dudes with big smiles on their faces just relaying some life-changing news to these young people. What also made me laugh, apparently when you are surprised, like the, the human interaction that is, or human reaction that's universal is apparently like you have to grab your mouth. I guess because <laughs> <laughs> every single one of them uh, in some form or fashion grabbed their mouth and just didn't know what to say. But yeah, man, that was really, really cool. And, and honestly a great idea. Well, Sam, thank you as always for jumping on with us. And uh, when we talk to you next week, we'll uh, already have some playoff games in the books. So that'll be cool. You got it. Thanks guys. Thank you. There's our friend Sam Amick. Uh, check out his work at The Athletic. Uh, we mentioned it at the beginning of the interview, his, his latest, um, NBA Predictions Unplugged, anonymous scout coach and exec pick, 2021's first-round winners, is really good. It's really good. It is. Did you happen to see the video of the Jazz players? I did. Yeah. Amazing. Pretty cool. Yeah, huh? really, really cool. Yeah, well, it's cool. I, I, you know, I, I thought that was a, a pretty spectacular idea from the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, he's counting preseason games, too. and A full uh, scholarship for every win. Four years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, which uh, which is. It, it's amazing and providing opportunities for those that uh, might not get it. So. And as I mentioned, and I wrote about this, uh, to watch the players. You know, Jordan Clarkson, when he was uh, giving, that, uh, giving that news, and there was so much excitement on the other end of the face, uh, FaceTime phone call, whatever. It, it was authentic. Yeah. I mean, Jordan was really excited for the individual. And that, that makes all the difference when you're connecting with your community. Did you hear Joe Ingalls describing uh, Jordan Clarkson's, like, outlook on life this morning? Uh, Jordan should write, like, a, like a book. <laughs> Because it's just he seems like a guy that has a really great perspective. Yeah. And Joe was talking about that, how he's he's I can't remember exactly how Joe put it, but always in a good mood, always upbeat. Well, like I mean, just, and it was evident. Yeah. It was evident in that presentation. And uh, and Joe, the the uh, the one person said back to Joe, you're lying. You're lying. Joe said, I would never lie to you. I was thinking, okay, that's a lie, probably. <laughs> uh, but that is cool. If you haven't seen that that video yet, certainly go search that yeah, out because yeah. it, it, it's pretty cool. And you can read the column, too, if you want to. Uh, avoid that at all costs. <laughs>
I did not get Hooterville in there. No, anyway. you didn't nah, mix nah, that nah, one in. Nah, nah. Oh, man. SLTrib.com. You can, uh, you can check that out. All right, we're here for the grand opening of Premier Wave Therapy, 2505 East, 3300 South. Feel free to come on by. We still have some jazz gear, still have some great food. The number to call, find out if they can help you, uh, 385-360-WAVE. And joining us now, of course, our friend Dr. Johnson and a special guest. Yes, this is one of my estheticians who performs the procedure, Miranda Anderson. She's joining us. Hi, Miranda. Welcome Hi. to the show. Thank you. Thanks for, uh, for uh, jumping on. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, your role and what you do. All right, yeah. So um, me as well as all my fellow estheticians here, um, we do the ED treatment or acoustic wave therapy, um, which is going to help to rebuild the blood vessels and everything and kind of help bring everything back to life, if so. Um, and so, yeah, we're really, it's a no-numbing, no-downtime procedure, um, and we're all really excited. We know that it can be kind of a nerve-wracking treatment to come get, but we have a really great, wonderful staff who's all very highly trained. We're all licensed laser technicians, and we're really excited to be here in, like, a vision-owned and run facility. So I asked Dr. Johnson this, and you take a crack at it as well. What would you say to the guys out there who might be a little bashful, a little shy, maybe even embarrassed about coming in for this kind of treatment? What would you say to them? There is absolutely no reason to be shy or nervous or anything coming into this facility. We're all super professional and Honestly, we're just glad to be here to help everybody out. I think if it's something that you want improvement in, you should definitely take the shot at it and come in and see us. You know, I'll tell you what, Doctor, it seems like you've really assembled a great, uh, a great team here. Everybody is, is just terrific and upbeat. These and, people all like you, yeah. Doc. What's, what's, how'd you get that going? Well, I don't know, just luck, I guess. <laughs> but we interviewed quite a few people to get the staff we have, and they're all professionally trained. They all have certifications, which I'm not sure everyone else could say, but... We definitely have everyone certified, highly trained in the specialty that we're doing, and they're really, really nice people. We wanted to make a great, fun environment that's very professional. Awesome. Well, uh, Doctor, thank you very much. And Miranda, thanks for jumping on the show and uh, taking great care of our listeners. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All right, call them 385-360-WAVE, or you can stop by and see us, of course, 2505 East, 3300 South. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Oh, got it! This is your Jazz at 30 update, presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385 385- 427-881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. Big news today for the Utah Jazz. Donovan Mitchell was back at practice. Says he should be good to go for game one of the Jazz playoff series on Sunday. Here's Coach Quinn Snyder talking about how Donovan looked. Well, the biggest thing is, you know, he's out there and there's always going to be some cobwebs, but him being in a good place mentally. I think, as he said, this is something that, you know, you take day by day. But I, I think his desire, obviously, is, is to be out there and then, you know, see how he feels, you know, later today, tomorrow morning, see how his body responds, how his ankle responds. But he, he looked good. The overriding thing for Don is that he's listening to his body and, you know, that'll determine where he is. Obviously, he, he wants to be effective, um, but he's also, you know, got to be able to, to, to function out there in, in a way that, you know, where he feels he can be impactful. And, and that's the goal. Now we know the Jazz will play on Sunday night at 7.30. 
uh, but we don't know who they will play just yet. The first play in, uh, play-in games in the Western Conference were last night. The Grizzlies beat the Spurs 100-96. The Lakers over the Warriors 103-100, meaning the Utah Jazz will play the winner of a game between the Warriors and the Grizzlies on Friday night. This bottom of the hour Jazz update brought to you by our friends at Syringa Networks. Now here we go. The regular season is over. And the top-seeded Utah Jazz are set to make their NBA playoff run. Hear every second of every moment of Jazz playoff basketball. Right here on your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. They've got their spring LASIK sale going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. We are uh, live on location uh, today, Gordon. We're here at the grand opening of Premier Wave Therapy. Uh, you can drop by and see us 2505 East, 3300 South. Uh, and you can get on the schedule today. If you're out there uh, dealing with ED, find out uh, how they can help you. 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-9283. And if you get signed up today, Gordon, you're going to save 300 bucks right off the top. Yeah. Make ah, it happen. Saving money's good. 385-360-WAVE. Give him a call today. Uh, should we check in with Coach Snyder? Yeah. We give uh, Coach Quinn Snyder had media availability after practice today, and let's uh, check in with him and uh, listen to what he had to say. Hey, Coach, sorry if I'm boring you. You never bore me, Tony. Oh, I, I, was just, I was just preemptively apologizing. Um, okay. What do, you, what do you got? I'm Now, now I'm wondering. Got me curious. <laughs> um, you know, with, with you guys, what's the proving ground for you guys just – you know, knowing that you guys have waited, you know, basically all year for this, and this is what you guys have been shooting for, um, you know, just heading into the playoffs. Well, I, I think really it's not that different from any other team. Um, you know, as far as, you know, I think we recognize, like, you know, everyone else does, that, you know, the NBA playoffs are, are a unique, unique event. And obviously, you know, for, for the, the simple reason that that's where, you know, the, the championship is won. Um, that said, you know, you don't ignore the regular season. Um, you know, I, I don't think it was a goal at the beginning of the year to, you know, to win the regular season. Um, the goal was to play as well as we can, you know, get better. And in doing so, prepare ourselves to, you know, to play well and hopefully win in the playoffs. So um, that, you know, in a nutshell, I think that's how we've approached it. Um, that also, you know, recognizes the fact that, you know, it's it's true. You know, at this point, um, you know, your, your record zero and zero, and as is everyone's. And I, I think particularly when you look at this year, um, you know, I think seeding is, is basically irrelevant. 
um, you know, teams that play well and, and win games are going to have an opportunity to advance. And I don't think it matters, you know, who you're playing. Uh, I think obviously matchups are always, you know, something that, that people look at. Um, but that takes place during the course of a game. Um, that takes place game to game. So those things are always part of your preparation process. But, you know, obviously it's something um, that you look at because you're waiting to see who you play. Um, but again, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we close the book on the regular season. It's that simple. Something you look back on and feel like you had a really good year. But, um, you know, I kind of embrace whatever, you know, whatever comes as far as expectations, whether they're high, low, in the middle, you know, those things always change throughout the course of the playoffs anyway, depending on how you're playing. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach, we just talked to Donovan uh, about this whole year and looking back to the playoffs last year and the level of focus from the guys and determination coming in this time around. What have you seen um, as far as that, the, the focus, the determination, the extra reps that your guys have put in to get to where you are now? Well, the season's so different, Kristen. You know, I, I, I think we were focused and determined last year. You know, I think we went from a situation where I think 15 of 17 people in, in one, you know, um, poll, for lack of a better word, picked us to lose to Denver. And then we're up 3-1, and probably those same 15 people, you know, thought we might close the series. We didn't. I mean, so that to me is the biggest thing when you look back. It's... And it's not just applicable um, in a series. It's not just applicable in a game. Uh, it's applicable throughout the course of any given game. And that consistency, I think, is the, the, the important part. You know, you, you've got to play well um, for as many minutes as you can. And, you know, those stretches, if you don't play well, you've got to make up for them. Um, so as far as, you know, any determination, I, I think there's a determination to win um, from every team, you know, how that translates to us. And, you know, I'd, I'd like for us to be determined, um, determined to execute, you know, every possession and, you know, being able to have that mindset, particularly when teams are so well prepared against you and trying to take things away. Um, you know, you've got to, it's, it's a test of your will, you know, to play through contact. If the game's, you know, not being called as closely as it might be in a January game, um, you know, to adjust to everything. And that's, that's the challenge. And, you know, I'd like to think that having some level of experience um, dealing with that is, is always beneficial. You know, you have teams that have had um, have advanced deep into the playoffs that have more of that, but, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that precludes a team like ours that, um, you know, lost last year from, from not doing that this year. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. When what what is it like for you and your staff for these play-in games as far as work goes? I mean, are you watching these you know together in the office, and you know, are you going to be there tomorrow ready to do something as soon as the game ends, or is this something that you're doing at home and you'll deal with it afterwards? You want another course of my day, I'm sorry. Tell me play by play on what you're going to be doing. Yeah, right. No, I think that the what you're getting at, uh, I think is is absolutely true, and it, it's it's really different. Um, and whereas some teams, you know, they've known who they're playing since, you know, early in the week, their preparation is going to look very different from ours. Um, so, 
you know, not knowing who you're playing, um, you know, you, you, you want to work, um, you just, you're ready to go. Um, but at the same time being really smart, uh, about what it is that you're doing, you know, I, I think for us as coaches to have, you know, contingencies, um, you know, on, on, in this case, you know, who, who, you know, whether it's golden state or Memphis, you know, we have to know that, but, you know, early in the week, you know, if you go through the probability of us, you know, playing certain teams, you know, you're, you're really not spending your time um, very, very wisely if you're going too deep into those things. So we've tried to set it up in a way where um, we've not only focused on, you know, our potential opponent and, you know, got to a, you know, a pivotal point where we feel like we can move quickly when we find out who that is. You know, I think, you know, the fact that there's two teams now reduces it where you can do more on each team and splitting some of that, that work up, but, um, you know, two teams that are different. And uh, I think that some of the focus, at least for us, you know, early in the week has been on us. And that also requires, you know, planning decision-making. So you, you kind of go broad and then you eventually narrow it in, um, you know, cause even, you know, rest has been a priority for us because that's something that, you know, that I think having some injuries late in the year, we had some guys that were playing a lot more minutes and then continuity is also, you know, something for us to think about because we have had a couple guys out and they're working their way back in. So there's a, a lot of variables that, you know, you're considering when you're planning, you know, how to prepare your team. And then as the week progresses, I think we get deeper and deeper, um, into the preparation for who we're going to play. And, you know, and again, could not be more different from, you know, a team that knows who they're playing for the course of the week, their preparation is going to look very different for us. We don't find out till, you know, till Friday night. And, you know, that gives us a quick turn. There you go. That's a portion of uh, Quinn Snyder's uh, comments today. Gordon, any thoughts? Just <laughs> knowing Quinn the way we do and his deep preparation, it goes real deep, real deep. Over or under on Coach Snyder's hours of sleep <laughs> from the end of the game Friday to the Jazz game on Sunday? I'm thinking maybe two. Two? All right. That, that's probably about right. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He is a. I mean, that's what he does. Well, he does. I mean, there are some post game uh, availabilities where you, you just think, "Oh man, go get some sleep, coach. You look tired. You look spent. Yeah. Go get some sleep." Well, he pours himself into it. He really does, and uh, that's admirable. Uh, he, and and you know, the, th the funny thing about all that is that his players pick up on it. And they know how hard he works and how hard he prepares. And then they are, they feel like they're, they need to do it too. Well, yeah, I mean, I think um, Coach Lacombe pointed this out uh, the other day. He, he tweeted it and mentioned it on the pre and post. You notice when Coach is, is talking, it's always we, our, us. It's, it's inclusive, mm -hmm. you know. It's not, he, he never says my players or my team. Yeah. It's always it's always kind of that group language. And I, I would guess that that really permeates in everything that they do, that it's this, this group atmosphere. And, you know, if, if coaches pouring in the hours to your point, then 
boy, I better get out there and pour in the hours too because he's well, right there next to me. You know, and, and that's why long before this season started, when uh, when Quinn went to his players and said, "Okay, look, I know that we have stressed the three point shot in the past. This year, we're going to stress it, and we're going to stress it early in the shot clock. You know, just go, 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 go. Play defense and get out. And if you get out and you have an open shot, take the shot." They think, okay, well, look, he studied this out. He knows that this is what works, yeah. and this will work, and it's uh, setting a trend in the NBA. And I'm not saying that Quinn invented it, but he certainly is um, on the on the front edge of it, I think, and his players believed him and adopted it, and it, it's worked with him, the best record in the NBA. So, so with the hard work, uh, it's noticed. We've got the Not Sports Port coming up next. Please stay tuned for that. Uh, Tim Lacombe at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, we are live today at the grand opening of Premier Wave Therapy. Come see us, uh, 2505 East, 3300 South. Still have some jazz gear. Uh, have a listener just in right now grabbing some jazz gear. Help yourself. Uh, we'll have Not Sports Report next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monza, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live today. The grand opening of Premier Wave Therapy, 2505 East, 3300 South. We'll have more on that coming up here in a moment. But right now it is time for the Not Sports Report. It's brought to you by the Larry H. Miller Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Australia. But before we go there, I want to give an update on yesterday's Not Sports Report. The Queen Mary has not sunk yet. That's too bad. It's not capsized. Just wanted to. Well, thank you. I, mean, I, I had trouble going to sleep last night uh, and, worrying about that. And the earlier report about how they were going to start weighing people before they got on air, airplanes, that, that uh, I've got an update. I've got a, a, an additional story related to that one. Do you know there's been really some bad behavior on airplanes over the past uh, number of months? Have you noticed Probably that? goes back a little further than that, but yeah. Yeah, it does. And I'm talking about just people who get on airplanes and then sometimes get belligerent. Do you know that they they fined somebody like $52,000? For being belligerent on yeah. an airplane? Well, Good. It was not, well, I mean, I think he punched a, a, a flight attendant. I, hey, they, you know, when you're on, a, on an airplane, it seems to me that, like, behavior is, is – <laughs> really important. paramount yeah like there are a lot of like lives on the line yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems to me order in the skies should be a priority another person got fined for 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 um uh, beating on the pilot's door <laughs> you know, and they, they were just upset about something i don't know it just makes no sense to me but i've got good news okay how would you like to buy a town uh like that tv show that well, i probably shouldn't pronounce the name on the radio which was I don't know which one you're talking the about. The Creek, yeah. The Creek oh, one oh, with okay. Eugene Levy. Is that, I've never seen that show. They own a town. That's a great show. Well, you can buy an entire town in Australia if you want it. Um, it's, a, it's an old mining town. 
It's called Lapa, and it's being offered in a, in a private sale by its current owner, a fellow named Tim, and he's advertised it on Facebook. What do they mind there? Uh, I don't know. It didn't say. <laughs> it didn't say. That I didn't might matter. That. But there are three 120-year-old buildings there, a museum, a pub, a church, and a charming fully restored railway station. Is the pub in the church? <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't say that. I thought the owner, however, says this sale is not for everyone. You know, because apparently there's quite a bit of work that needs to be done to restore all these buildings. They're 120 years old. I don't think this is a this is a property you would want to buy. Uh, no, but, I'd have to definitely find out what they're mining first. But, <laughs> are you worried about tailings? I'm mean, uh, worried about all sorts of toxicity yeah. or whatever. Well, apparently, um, th- there's one other little little detail about the town. It's one acre in size, so it's quite small. <laughs> That's not a big town. No. <laughs> Small town. Yeah, small town. One acre? Small town, not like small population-wise, which I'm sure is small that way too, but small as in one uh, one acre town. It's got to be the world's smallest town. <laughs> and it's out in the middle of Egypt. I mean, not really I thought you Egypt. said Australia. It is Australia. <laughs> Never mind. Egypt would be a different country. Are you interested in the price? Uh, sure. It is $340,000. You can't. Seems you, low. You, <laughs> you can't buy a, a, a hut in Salt Lake City for $340,000, can you? You can buy a whole town in the middle of nowhere, Australia. That may be mining something dangerous, may not be. <laughs> it's, uh, it's in far north Queensland. How big of a mining operation could you have on an acre? I don't. How is that a mining town? It, I don't, it doesn't include in here exactly. How what is they it a mine. town? It's. It's a town. It's, mm. it's, it's a town. Isn't Joe Ingalls really into uh, real estate down there in Australia? Hasn't he, he spoken no about idea. that? Yeah. Has he? This says that it's on the western side of the Atherton Tablelands in Petford. Oh, and Petford it's, Pass. It's two hours drive <laughs> west from Cairns. So, and there's a picture of it, Jake. Looks dilapidated. <laughs> Well, I'm sure you could restore it. Then you could say, I'm the mayor of the town. Okay. Do you still have to get elected mayor of the town if you own it? (laughs) Depends on if you're married. Why would it depend on that? Because you would have to get her vote. Oh, yeah, because you're the only two people there. I see. All right. Sorry. Or if you have kids, I guess. They could vote. You have to campaign. Would either of you win mayor of your family in a vote? Uh, no, no, yeah. I don't think yeah. so. Me no. neither. No, I, I yeah. definitely would not. Yeah. Are we all in agreement that our wives would be mayors? No, no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure my three-year-old. Would be <laughs> <laughs> we learned yesterday, Gordon. You you let your sons-in-law, you know, oh, take yeah, over your run the recliner. Show. So. Yeah, your sons-in-law would be. Yeah, mayor. but that, that's only out of the benevolence of my heart. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, if I wanted to play bully ball there, I think so. I'd... Really, they'd be they're the puppet mayors then of the <laughs> of the couch of the. Couch. I told them. I went home after the Did show. You? Did you? I said, "Hey, I said, I said, <laughs> you are temporary renters of that spot because <laughs> I'm taking over as soon as you're out of here." That's hilarious. But I didn't want to make anybody feel bad, like I was eager to have them leave. 
just that you wanted your spot back, or it would be reclaimed. Yeah. And my refrigerator will be fuller a lot more of the time. Probably true. Yeah. You should be charging utilities or something. I know. What are you thinking? I give it all away for free. Yeah, what yeah, are you what doing, I, man? Is, is, what's, what's wrong with this picture? I don't know. I'm out here swinging a pick in a salt mine, you know, paying for everything. You should, you should have a stopwatch at your house with, like, you know, every minute that a light's on. <laughs> you know, you've got, like, a rate. Like you I think it should be coin-operated lights. Yeah. <laughs> or certainly a coin-operated refrigerator. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm just... Like uh, one of those hotel refrigerators with the sensor. <laughs> so, like, you know, <laughs> they take something out. It's, yeah. it, it just automatically goes to the bill. And, and, this is brilliant. And here's the thing about those baskets. That stuff in there is expensive. That's right. I mean, you pick up a bag of peanuts and it's seven bucks. You should upcharge, too. You absolutely should be making <laughs> money off this whole thing. Yeah, you should mark it up. Uh, no. $3 no, a soda. No, the mayor of the town, my wife, would not allow it. That's a $5 Swiss cheese stick right there. Hope you're enjoying it. <laughs> All right, we're live here. The grand opening, Premier Wave Therapy, 2505 East, 3300 South. The number to call, 385-360-WAVE, 385-360-9283. And uh, our friend Dr. Johnson is jumping on with us once again. Uh, and, and, Doctor, we, we want to make it a big deal. Grand opening pricing. We've got a great special today. Yep. In fact, the next 20 callers, if they call in, they get $300 off their treatments. Awesome. The 300 treatment bucks. Package. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So, and, you know, we offer more than just men's erectile dysfunction. We also do women's vaginal rejuvenation. That's the other thing we're focusing on. So this, uh, it sounds like this uh, equipment that uh, you've gotten is, is really, really exciting. It is. It's uh, top of the line. Best in class, brand new, great protocols, works really, really well, very effective. Doc, it seems, it seems to me like uh, as all of that is true, but really it comes down to quality of life here. I mean, this can improve the lives of, of the people that come in. Definitely can. If you look at the studies, like I said, you know, it improves quality of life so much that people have less incidence of cancer, less incidence of heart disease, less incidence of depression. You know, they it just makes people feel better. Yeah, it makes people feel better, way less. I mean, just better overall quality of life. And I, I would guess that it, you know, talking about these types of subjects, people put up with it for a long, long time because they're they're embarrassed or they think the the treatment is worse than you know what they're going through. And and the truth is, it's it's not. You don't have to put up with it. It's really easy. Yeah, it's amazing. They just did a recent study that showed. 75% of women will not talk about their feminine problems, especially like stress and continence. And 95% of men will not discuss it. Right. And there's just great treatments that are, like I said, very effective, not painful at all. It's nothing to be embarrassed about because it's an aging process. You age, these things happen. There's nothing to be ashamed about. Turn back the and clock. Why live with it when you don't have to? Yes, that's the big thing. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't put up with it. Don't be embarrassed. Get it taken care of. 385-360-WAVE. That's the number to call and get on the schedule, and you're saving 300 bucks today. Yep, correct. All right. Take advantage of it. It's the grand opening. Getting started with a great deal. Save $300. Call 385-360-9283. That's 385-360-WAVE. Doctor, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. Tim McComb joins us coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.